Hello. Welcome to the Maryland Law Podcast, Family Law Section. My name is Troy C. Hansen, Esquire, and in this episode, I will provide detailed instructions on how to properly complete the Maryland Form Financial Statement Child Support Guidelines, also known as CCDR030. You can find this form on the web at www.courts.state.md.us. Once there, click the tab for Online Services. Click the next tab for Court Forms, and finally, complete the search box. In general, this form is filed with one of the following other forms. A complaint for divorce. A complaint for custody. A motion to modify custody. A complaint for child support. And a motion to modify child support. In addition, only complete and file this form if the parent's combined gross monthly income is $15,000 or less. If the parent's combined gross monthly income is over $15,000, use the General Financial Statement CCDR031, explained in detail in a separate podcast. Now, before we get into the instructions, I wanted to take a moment to advise the listener that although the producers of this website and podcast are attorneys licensed to practice law in the state of Maryland, the information contained in this website and podcast, or the use thereof, is general in nature, for educational purposes only, should not be considered legal advice, does not establish an attorney-client relationship, and is not a solicitation to offer legal advice. In addition, We do not guarantee the completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness of any of the information provided in this website and podcast, and that said information is provided without any warranty of any kind whatsoever, expressed or implied. One more thing before we get to the instructions. Maryland Law Podcast is a not-for-profit corporation which means we are only able to provide the information on this site and maintain and update it with your support. So, if you found any of the information contained in this website and podcast educational or are simply supportive of providing greater access to our legal system, please consider passing our information along by whatever means you have available. By leaving us a review and a rating, and or making a donation. Every bit helps, and we appreciate your support. Okay, let's take a look at the Financial Statement Child Support Guidelines, CCDR030, also known as a short-form financial statement. The top of the form is the case caption, where filing and party information is provided. Then, Underneath the title, Financial Statement, there is a space for you to enter your name and your relationship to the children and the children's names and dates of birth. Then, there is a set of fill-in-the-blanks on the right, and finally, a space to sign under the penalties of perjury. I will walk through each of these sections in detail. 
the case caption should be completed exactly as whatever other form mentioned above you are filing this financial statement with. Next, in the space labeled name, provide your full legal name and then state your relationship to the children. In the middle of the form, there are six places to enter the name and date of your children's birth. The eight fill-in-the-blanks are divided into two parts. The first four are an accounting of your income and receipt or payment of alimony. The second four fill-in-the-blanks are an accounting of certain expenses for the child. Let's take a look at the first four fill-in-the-blanks. This is for the first, sorry, is for your total monthly income before taxes. So this is your gross monthly income before taxes. Now, the second page of the form has a list of terms that are defined, and the term total monthly income is one of those terms. I will read the definition later in the podcast. Okay. Now, let's just talk a little bit about how to calculate your total monthly income before taxes. The following are some common ways to calculate your total monthly income before taxes. If you are a salary employee, you can calculate your total monthly income before taxes by dividing your annual salary by 12. If you are an hourly employee, You can calculate your total monthly income before taxes by multiplying your hourly rate by the average hours you work a week. Multiply that number by 52, then divide by 12. If you are self-employed, your accountant would be able to provide your total monthly income before taxes. Alright, the next fill-in-the-blank is if you are paying alimony by court order to someone. You will enter the name of the person you are paying alimony to, and on the right, the monthly amount of alimony that you are paying. The fourth fill-in-the-blank is if you are receiving alimony by court order from someone. You would enter the name of the person you are receiving alimony from, and on the right, the monthly amount of alimony you are paying. The final four fill-in-the-blanks are again an accounting of certain expenses for the child and begin with the monthly health insurance premium. The monthly health insurance premium fill-in-the-blank is for the children's portion of the health insurance monthly premium. In general, This can be calculated by subtracting the difference between the plan that covers the children and a plan that covers an individual. Or, this can be calculated by dividing the monthly premium by the number of people covered and multiplying that by the number of children. If, however, the children are covered under state health insurance, the monthly health insurance premium would likely be zero. Next, 
is the work-related monthly child care expense fill in the blank. Here, if you are employed and because of your employment, you incur a child care expense for your children, you enter that monthly expense here. If you pay child care weekly, calculate the monthly expense by multiplying that weekly expense by 52, then divide by 12. If you pay bi-weekly or every other week, calculate the monthly expense by multiplying the expense by 26, then divide by 12. If you pay one amount for the summer months and a different amount for the months of the school year, calculate the monthly expense by adding the expense for each month, then divide by 12. Now, child care expense is a term that is defined on page 2 of the form, and I will read the definition later in this podcast. For the extraordinary monthly medical expenses, fill in the blank, you would enter the monthly average of uninsured expenses for medical treatments that are over $250 each. So the expense that is entered here should be for medical treatment, should be uninsured, and should be over $250. The term extraordinary monthly medical expenses is also defined on page 2 of the form, and I will read the definition later in this podcast. Finally, the last fill-in-the-blank is for school and transportation expenses. In general, this blank is to provide the monthly expenses for private or special school and transportation expenses. The term school and transportation expenses is defined on page 2 of the form, and I will read the definition later in this podcast. Last, on the very bottom of page 1, is a space for you to date and sign under the penalties of perjury. As I mentioned earlier, there are four terms that are defined on page two of the form. For your convenience, I will read those terms and their respective definitions now. The first term is total monthly income, and the form defines this term as to include income from all sources, including self-employment, rent, royalties, business income, salaries, wages, commissions, bonuses, dividends, pensions, interest, trusts, annuities, social security benefits, workers' compensation, unemployment benefits, disability benefits, alimony or maintenance received, tips, income from side jobs, severance pay, capital gains, gifts, prizes, lottery winnings, etc. Do not report benefits from means-tested public assistance programs, such as food stamps or AFDC. The next term 
that the form defines is extraordinary medical expenses. The form defines this term as uninsured expenses in excess of $250 in a calendar year for medical treatment, including orthodontia, dental treatment, vision care, asthma treatment, physical therapy, treatment for any chronic health problems, and professional counseling or psychiatric therapy for diagnosed mental disorders. The third term that is defined on the form is child care expenses. The form defines this, form, this term as actual child care expenses incurred on behalf of a child due to employment or job search of either parent with an amount to be determined by actual experience or the level required to provide quality care from a licensed source. The final term that is defined by the form is school and transportation expenses. The form defines this term as any expenses for attending a special or private elementary or secondary school to meet the particular needs of the child and expenses for transportation to the child between the homes of the parents. Thanks for listening. We hope that you found this information educational. And if you did, or are simply supportive of providing greater access to our legal system, please consider passing our information along by whatever means you have available, by leaving us a review and a rating, and or by making a donation. Maryland Law Podcast is a not-for-profit corporation, which again means we are only able to provide the information on this site and maintain and update it with your support. Again, thanks for listening and the best of luck to you.